Hello and welcome to Cal and Dom Talk Nonsense Series 2, Episode 5. We are at the halfway point of Season 2 now and we have so much to get through, including Leon Edwards' triumphant UFC victory at the O2 Arena, the incredible Sheffield United versus Blackburn FA Cup display, that full of meltdown at Old Trafford. But should we start with a man who's had quite a bit to say in the media about his Spurs side this week? <laughs> I'm joined, as always, by my good friend, Dom Meadowcroft, who is one half of Cal and Dom Talk Nonsense. But this week, as you can see, we've also got our lovely quiz master, Charlie Skeggs in the building. Charlie, we have we have a lot to discuss about your beloved Tottenham Hotspur. Um, I think we should probably start with the quotes themselves, shouldn't we? I think that's probably the best way to dissect this, isn't it? Yeah, go on, Dom. Go on, Dom. Give us a read. Here we go. Are you ready? Are you ready? Uh, During a tense press conference, the former Inter Milan and Chelsea boss said, the club has a responsibility for the transfer market. Every coach that stayed here has the responsibility. And the players? The players? Where are the players? 20 years there. 20 years there is the owner and... They never won something, but why? The fault only for the club or for every manager that stay here. It's very broken, to be honest with you. <laughs> You're yeah. finding an alibi, another alibi. You try and find an excuse for the player. Okay, continue to do this, to find an excuse for the players. You do only this. You do only this. It's very Roman. Uh, it's very Shakespearean-esque, isn't it? It is, isn't it? Yeah. Excuses for the players, but the players may be my future then we lose confidence. They lost spirit. They lost a team. Excuses, excuses, excuses. Try to protect them every time. Quite mm. scathing. And this is his face while he was doing it. Yeah. Well, <laughs> He's quite a handsome man usually. I was to say they've, uh, they've mm. got a, a very dodgy screenshot there. But yeah, is that, or is that your screenshot, Dom? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've edited his face. I can't, yeah. be, can't have someone out. Gotta have someone on that's better looking than under the three combined. So you know, gotta gotta Fair mold enough. it a little bit, liquefy it. Yeah. Um, and that is me for the uh, Antonio Conte part. Uh, you two can carry on with this now. <laughs> yeah, uh, but obviously, Charlie, you are a, a Tottenham fan yourself. We've we've spoken on, on here before. Um, obviously, you're out of the FA Cup, the champ, the Champions League. But yet you're still fourth in the league with everybody complaining. Tottenham is so confusing, and I just cannot put a finger on where the issue is. And clearly, Antonio Conte has that issue, and it seems to be with the players. What was your thoughts initially with that? I think there's a lot to unpackage here, and I have loads and loads of layering, sometimes contradicting views on it, based on generally the same sort of thing, which I think that. To touch on what you just said there, Tom, Tottenham are a very confusing club and they're confusing to a lot of people. But the confusion comes essentially because they're wearing big boy pants, to put an analogy. They're wearing big boy pants. They're up there. You know, they've got the stadium, the training facility, everything about Spurs. And a man that we're going to touch upon probably, you know, the well, the manager that probably took us to as good as we've been, Pochettino. There's a bit of something about Spurs, which I think everyone just kind of goes, make your mind up because there's big clubs and I'll say this with respect to them, but, you know, call a spade a spade. There's clubs like Everton, you know, there's all these big clubs that 
are big, but they're not, you know, no one's going to say, oh, they should be winning something. Spurs are like, everyone's just kind of like, well, make your mind up. Either sit mid-table and, you know, shut up, or actually put your money where your mouth is. And I mean that in every sense, because I think that, for me, you've hit the nail on the head with fourth. Now, if you said to me, well, any time, really, you know, oh, Spurs are fourth in the league, I'd say, all right, well, that's, you know, that's not a bad place to be as a Spurs fan. You know, we usually we're competing with at least four or five other clubs who I would argue are equal, if not better than us. You know, City, Liverpool, um, Chelsea, United, and hate to say that horrible red North London club. You know, mm-hmm. it's like... We, we get it, you know, I, I expect that. So being fourth in the league, it does feel a bit like what's going on. But there's a re- there's no smoke, there's no smoke without fire, I should say. And their reason why there's no smoke without fire is because Spurs aren't playing well. Yeah, they're not playing well. We're sitting fourth, but we're not playing well. And as a Spurs fan, I I'm starting to see what the issue is this season. I'm not suggesting this is maybe the insidious issue, or maybe it is, but the issue is the fact of the matter is that we're not playing the right football. We're not utilising the players the right way. And there's an argument to say that the man on the screen we just talked about is probably digging his heels in with a philosophy that doesn't suit this team. Now, I know Cal's got a bit of something to say on this, so I'll hand over to him in a sec. I just think that there's an argument to say that Pochettino should have realised a bit sooner than now. Not Pochettino, sorry. Uh, <laughs> Obviously, Still, yeah, yeah. Love, love <laughs> still, you mind? Still love this much, Tina. Uh, Conte is is trying to force this team to play a style of football which does not suit the players on the pitch. And for now, I'm gonna I'm gonna leave my rant on pause there and hand over to Cal and see what his point, uh, see what his thoughts are, and what I've just said, his own thoughts in general. I think the overwhelming thing with Spurs, um. For me, especially this season, because as you say, you look at the league table, it doesn't look bad at all, does it? Um, sitting in fourth place. The thing is with me for Spurs is Antonio Conte in general. I think since day one that he joined that club, I thought it was a very strange decision, to be honest, looking at the, his style of football and the way he is as a manager. And looking at the manager that they just departed with just before him and replaced him with, uh, and they look at a big personality, a, an arrogant personality that likes it done his way, in Jose Mourinho, who's the manager at Spurs beforehand. And you look how that ended up. It didn't work very well at all. And then you go and get what I would describe as, really, at least Jose these days has mellowed his tone a little bit, but you get this incarnate of just a, a very straight and narrow manager that doesn't take any nonsense, but also doesn't really care whether he has to hang about or not. So I thought from day one it was a strange appointment. Um and then it just seems to me every single time that something goes remotely wrong at Tottenham Hotspur, he's created where many managers come into a club and create a culture. I've heard that word so much today. Speaking <laughs> managers do come in and create a culture and a dressing room that lifts the mood of the players after a manager's just been sacked and gets everybody going. Antonio Conte's culture to me seems to be if everything's going okay, I'll be in your corner, I'll be there, I'll be facing up to the media. If it's not, then I'm sorry, that's your problem. That's not my problem. I came here to do you a favour. I'm just on the sidelines here. You guys have got yourselves into this mess. And I can just... It's an easy thing for a club like Tottenham Hotspur. These quotes are ridiculous for me. I, I, I was 
my blood was boiling when I saw these quotes because, as we said off air just before this, if Conte had said this in a leaked interview with Daniel Levy, uh, a leaked phone call or something, and it had been put to the media, I wouldn't have too much of a problem with it because a lot of what he said is, is probably true of, of Spurs in recent years. But to come out to the press, you're talking the people at the top, the people at the bottom, and the people everywhere in between at that football club. You're going out there. You're talking about the culture, as I'll say, we'll probably say it a million times today. You're going at every single person at that football club. And the one person that you're not going at and not saying isn't doing his job properly is you. And the bottom line is, you're the manager of this football club. You're the man that takes the flat. I'm a Liverpool fan. Eric Ten Hag this season has suffered, I think it's three pretty terrible defeats. I think one was against Brentford, obviously Liverpool, Manchester City. Every time he comes out, he says, it's not good enough. But he, he doesn't talk about his players as though how rubbish they are. He says, as a team, we'll get through this on Monday morning. We'll work on this and we'll get it right. And they tended to do so pretty often. I've never seen a manager at a top-class English football club like this. From so early on, by the way, this is just festered. This isn't. <laughs> I was about to say, yeah. Um, from the start, be so separate and divisive from the team that he's putting out every week. I've never seen it ever in my life this bad. And these quotes this week for me, I'm surprised a man like Daniel Levy, because we, we've spoke about him before, and he, he's a man that, divides opinion, but he has done a lot of good as much as he might have done a bit of bad as well. And he's an honourable man in a sense. I'm surprised he's not gone already. I'm surprised he didn't go the second it was leaked and put to the press. Because for for all that Conte's done in the game, I don't think there's a manager alive that has the chops to be able to say something like what he said in this media press conference about his club and his players and his owners and his boss I don't think there's a manager in this country that can say that without taking the ultimate punishment. Well, I think I think to just to interject there quickly, I think you hit the nail on the head. But I think there has been, I think ultimately with Spurs, I think there's been some genuine bad luck. Now, I'm the first person to say that you are the makers of your own luck. You're the makers of your own downfall, and you're you're, you're the makers of your own rights. You know, like look at Liverpool. I'm just saying it because of Cal. I say Liverpool are a team that when I after looking back on the sort of five or six years that Liverpool have had, I can honestly say that that's a team who have manifested their own success. Like, and Spurs for me are manifesting their own downfall. You can say that, but they've had some misfortune. I would say just to interject on that point, I think that I've always said this when Pochettino left and we got Mourinho in, I always, I, I knew it from day one that it was either going to be a Mourinho or a Pochettino, uh, I keep saying Poch, Conte, or a, uh, or even any manager it could be an Ancelotti. There's there's an echelon of manager that that is that you know that sort of kind of top echelon. We'd say they're the other top echelons. Mm. You know, Conte's up there, Mourinho's up there, uh, Ancelotti, Pep, Klopp, all these people. And I think that there was a thing with Mourinho when Mourinho came and looked at Spurs just after Pochettino had just lost the Champions League final and it had gone a bit sour, and he'd gone. This is my legacy. This everyone talks about, you know, the, my legacy club is taking a nearly club like Tottenham and making them league winners, making them, you know, regular cup winners, or making them, you know, Champions League, certainly finalists or quarter finalists, you know. And it's like, and I think that Conte is the same. They look at Spurs. I think that for them, there's an element of Spurs where they can go, well, look, you can't say that I'm just chasing money. I've taken a club like Tottenham, you know, and I think there's an element of that with these managers. Now, if it's not working out, I think that that is 
partly 50-50. I think it's half the manager. I think it is half Daniel Levy. I've got very mixed feelings on Daniel Levy. I think Daniel mm. Levy once was once called a very shrewd, respected businessman. You know, mm-hmm. when Spurs were, well, we talk about 10, 15 years ago, when Spurs were considered, I hate saying this word, I don't want to say feeder because they're not a feeder club, but certainly when we were like maybe a middleman stepping stone club in some ways, you know, when we would create, and bear in mind, if you talk from a financial point of view, you know, your Berbatovs, your Modric, Gareth Bale, Harry Kane to a point more recently, he'd be the sort of guy that goes, all right, well, I understand. They want to play for Real Madrid. They want to play for Man United. Well, I'm going to get the best fucking deal I can. You know, and I respect the hell out of that. But he's taken that attitude and then tried to puff his chest out and say, well, look at us, look at this new stadium, look at this. It's like, you know, and I get it. The bad luck thing partly comes down to maybe the fact that that stadium was finished just as the pandemic hit, so we couldn't even fill it, you know. Mm -hmm. So he's probably looked at, what, maybe 18 months to two years of no bums on seats. So that's probably taking a hit on the revenue. But it's bollocks. I looked at the numbers that they're going to make from the two nights that Beyonce's playing there. Fuck me, honestly. It's like... Well, she's playing right back. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she, we, could, we could do it. I know, I'm sorry. I've been all right recently, to be fair. <laughs> I know, yeah. I won't jump on him. Point is, is that I think that we could... This could go on a night. It won't go on a night. But I'm going to set my stall out quite quickly that I kind of... I'm not sitting on the fence, but I'm I'm passionate about both sides of this argument. I blame Conte, but I also think, like I think what you're kind of alluded to as well, Kat, is that a lot of what he said is actually true. It's just mm. not the way to do it. And I don't know that if he did have any sort of compassion or love for his team, you wouldn't demoralise him with this, which makes me think, and I'll say this as a nice Spurs fan, I saw that second half. That looked like a team that didn't want to win a game. And I'm not suggesting they threw it, but I knew that two weeks ago there was those reports saying that half a dozen players had gone to speak to Pochettino. If there's any truth in that, and there's and Pochettino maybe is waiting for the end of the season to come back, that maybe there's half a dozen players on that pitch that might go, Well, I don't really want to make Conte's job easier, which I don't believe, mm. but is they threw that game away. It also leads to again, it's fucking it could go on forever. It leads to more and more points for me. But I actually think that Conte is made valid points it's just the worst way to do it it's the worst way to do it and it's the most disrespectful way and yeah like you said Carl, I, I don't see him being there and if he's there for the next home game or next even just next game <laughs> I, I don't get it how because how, how, yeah, but how can he that's what I'm saying if he's there it makes me think well he's got a lot more power than we think but let's not forget that the whole contract thing with Conte is actually in Daniel Levy's hands. Daniel Levy was always in the contract. Daniel Levy's the one who decides whether they extend it, not Conti. You know, Daniel mm-hmm. Levy's the one that says, I'll decide if you're doing a good enough job after 18 months. And I think as we understand the the whole thing now, the sticking point is they're trying to work out a way where they don't have to pay him off for the last couple of months of his contract. I think he was talking about it on Talksport today where there is a way to do it, but it'd be hard working, obviously. Conte will be sat over in Italy now saying, I want my money. Uh, which is fair enough, and I suppose, if you're a man who's trying to He did, he did the same with Chelsea, stuff. though. He got £24 mm. million from Chelsea compensation. And yeah. let's not forget, he left into Milan when they ran out of money because he spent it all. So it's not the first time. And he's had a series of clubs where he's just thrown the toys out of the pram. Um, it's a very similar thing to Scott Parker, but in the media. This season, I'd say Scott mm. Parker had the same issue with the owner. He got the boot. So uh, it sort of shows the uh, 
the levels. He was in quite the video, subtle as well, wasn't he? In the yeah. Video? He was. <laughs> <laughs> and he didn't do an outburst like that anyway. I think just a no. final little point for myself about it is you hit, you did hit on something then, Charlie, that, that triggers something in me about this whole thing with Conte. Um, when they talk about that is what Conte wants people to think, I think, is that I came in and did these a, a favour. I'm doing these. I'm, there's nothing to lose here. I'm not supposed mm. to be winning leagues or winning trophies. They haven't won a trophy for years. And that is the perfect excuse, I think, for a manager like him. I think Jose, he, I don't think he was as bad, as in, intolerable as this. Um, but I just, I just see him and I feel like he's had this all worked out all along. When things go pear-shaped, how will I get myself and my reputation out of this? And he's pulled every trick out of the book. He's, he's talking about, like you say, well, we haven't won a trophy for years, so you're going on about me now. What? It's no different, is it? They're not responding, things like this. I just think it's a complete lack of responsibility, and I'd love to see him gone this week for the sake of that club. <laughs> he has personally. to. I think he, I think he has yeah. to, doesn't he? I don't think that they'd look reputable or dignified if they kept him longer than the weekend. Uh, Ryan Mason as well, famously played against, uh, managed against Pep in the final yeah. with these, what was it, two games compared yeah, to against Pep? 500 or something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So you can add to that, I suppose. So um, any any last thoughts on, on Spurs this season, I suppose? We'll, we'll just cap it off here, won't we? Um, for me, it's... For me, I feel like it's just another round of turnstiles. It's like, okay, well, let's just line up for the next punch next season. Again, though, if we finish in the top four, maybe yeah, it, maybe it's, it's a lack of ambition. I don't want to say it. I don't think it is. I think the issue with Spurs, and I think that it's something we could maybe talk about, because I know Cal, uh, in the last week when I was uh, taken ill by drinking too much and having a hangover. There we is. did. We, there he is. I, I said to Tom, I said, I would agree. I was, I had a few drinks last week, ladies and gentlemen. But um, we talked about, you know, the talisman Harry Kane. And mm. Mike, obviously, hindsight's a wonderful thing. In hindsight, I actually think that Harry Kane has been a huge part of why Spurs are struggling because he's a guy where it meant that but basically, I think, let me just try and word it correctly. I look at Liverpool again, right? When you look at how Liverpool operated, you look at Torres, Suarez, Coutinho, when they've got a player and they've made them into probably arguably one of the best, if not the best strikers in the league at one point, they sell them on and they take that money and they reinvest in the future. Now, there's an argument to say that Harry Kane has kept Spurs' head above water, in, not literally, because I think they're like, I think we would be fine anyway. But I think Harry Kane has kept them in that top echelon, certainly fighting for top four. Like, but he's also could have been sold for a hundred million, and they could have gone right. We still got Son. We've still, you know, because no striker, and it was obvious, no striker wanted to go to Spurs while Harry Kane was there. Now, if you're asking me, would I trade all the points he's given us to for a hundred million, and that maybe wouldn't have been reinvested very well? Because I look at the Gareth Bale money, maybe oh, the scouting. Gotcha. Yeah, you know, but at the same time, it's like, well, Harry Kane is probably, I don't know, he's, he's, I now start to think, in hindsight, he could have moved on and we could have taken a hundred plus million, which we definitely would have got for him. And we could have put that money somewhere else because one thing the Spurs are lacking is, is the, uh, I don't know, again, that's why I said at the start, I'm, contra I'm contradicting myself. 
it's all conjecture because in the day you buy players, you don't buy players knowing they're shit. You buy players hoping, unless you're buying a marquee signing, like unless yeah. you're buying a fucking you know Harland or whatever. You buy a 20, 30 million pound player now, which by the way is nothing in today's money. You spend 30, even 40 or 50 million pound really is the going rate for a prospect. It's your standard, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, for your prospect. You know, we've we bought Hoiberg, we bought Bentoncourt, we bought, you know, we bought a load of I still think that Royale is a bit of a donkey, but he's he's played quite well recently. You don't buy these players unless you hope they're gonna play well. And if they do play well, then you're lauded as the fucking best scout in the world. But Spurs have had some bad luck with players not turning out to be who they are. And Harry Kane has got us out of the mud quite a lot. And I often wonder, could we have reinvested the money from him? And he could have had the career. He probably deserves in some way, some would argue. Mm. And we could have, you know, tried again. I haven't really wrapped up the Tottenham quote, but, uh, you know, well, that's just... Tap on it. All signs lead to Pochettino, doesn't it? To finish. Yeah, but if you ask me, honestly... Yeah, but- if you ask me, honestly, do I want him back? I don't know. Yes, I do. Prob- I probably do because of what he did. But I am. There's a part of me that is a bit of a. I don't believe in coming back. I think there's a poison chalice thing there. And mm. but I would say that Spurs need a manager that suits their status. Prospect. We need. We need a prospect. We need someone who can grow and has a character. I poch. I don't agree with. The, I now realise that the likes of Mourinho and Conte and all these managers who have been managing in the continental leagues, maybe in the one horse leagues where you can win it within a season. They do, like Cal said, they have this attitude of, well, look at me. What's not my fault? You know, they're not willing to dig their heels in and say, no, this is a team effort. Forgive the pun. You know, it is a team effort. So I don't know if Pochettino was announced to come back. I'd be bittersweet because I love the man, but I don't know if he's the right man. It's a troublesome time, isn't it? <laughs> An indecisive time to be a Spurs fan. Should we move on? I think yes. so, yes. I think uh, we've had enough about Spurs right now. And I think yeah, that... Bad, I think, I think. Uh, yeah, uh, obviously, uh, going from Spurs, a team that beat Spurs and then beat Blackburn in the next round. Nice little link there. Uh, Blackburn, obviously, played against Sheffield United in the quarterfinal of the... FA Cup, Blackburn obviously have never been to the new Wembley, so we were 10 minutes away from it. Uh, lost 3-2, obviously, 26 shots in the games, 12 on target, 5 goals, end-to-end, an absolute uh, advertisement for football in, in terms of the championship especially. Two teams banging four, we've only lost one, lost 13, Sheffield United. Gone off the, gone off the rails a little bit, but again, it, it was... A, a, you asked me this question. You said, "What is this the best game since the World Cup final?" And obviously, mm. not in terms of quality, but in terms of storyline, in terms of um, excitement, the excitement, things on the line for you know um, the risk and reward factor, the the amounts of chances that both teams had. Uh, it went. Sheffield United only were ahead for three minutes in the game, and he ended up winning the whole tie. <laughs> um, yeah, I was watching it uh, down at my missus and I couldn't believe my eyes when we went 2-1 up. It just came all of a sudden, out of nowhere. And even even losing 3-2, I came out of it feeling proud, feeling happy, feeling excited for the rest of the season. We're fifth in the league, four points above seventh with a game in hand. So we could even sneak into the top two if we really pushed on a little bit further. I think we're only six or nine points behind. 
with nine games to go, like I said, cup finals every single game now. And I really want to get in that playoff spot because I've never been involved in anything like that. Nothing with sort of um, a, a risk factor, apart from getting relegated, obviously. Um, but it's the best I've seen us play since Pedersen days. When was that? 2005, yeah. uh, 15, 20 years ago. Uh, so it's really exciting. And I don't know about you two. If, I don't know if you two watched the game, but I suppose as a neutral, it's a lot better than a City game or I think oh, Brighton yeah. played the next game. It, that was boring. So, um, yeah. You said, and, you, said, you, you said it, sorry. You said it's an advertisement for football, end-to-end, goals. I did, I, was, I watched the highlights. I can't I can't say I watched the game. I was still a bit licking my wounds from Spurs <laughs> and I was a bit like, I can't see them do well. But it was, from following it on like the updates on my phone, it looked like a hell of a game. And yeah, an advertisement for football. So, yeah, yeah, I, I thought it was, yeah, it was great. Yes, and, I thought and, it was best game to, since the World Cup final. I think to tip it off as well, that goal as well, the ninety-second minute goal from thirty-five yards out, top corner. I, I, to lose a game in that way, I, you can't complain at all. Mm. Absolutely, cannot complain. Have they um, managed to sort out with City whether they can play? They said no they was having a, I don't think they, they were having a conversation There's, with. It the, was those um, two. Sorry, yeah, it was those, those two, two players, players, Doyle and McAtee. Um, mm. both couldn't play in the game but obviously from one FA Cup game to the next now because obviously we've gone from a game with a lot of um, chances to a game with a lot of controversy um, and to be honest with you Fulham their game plan was perfect until this point <laughs> the record situation yeah United won 3-1 in the end I can't, I didn't even remember the third goal to be honest with you uh, but I think everyone can remember the I went for a wee at, when it was 1-0, came back, three three red cards, penalty for United. I didn't mm. even... It was like within a minute of each other and mm. potentially Mitrovic could be banned for the rest of the season. I'm guessing you two caught a little bit of it as well, especially that minute yeah. or so. I managed to watch the game, actually. And like you say, I think after about 15 minutes, I text a friend who's a United season ticket holder. I said, you're in trouble here. They're looking really, really good for them. And they continued that throughout the game and there was superb did everything right won all the battles outran man united and you know had so many chances to potentially cast the drift cast themselves adrift um and then as you say just a moment of madness you think if Jaden sancho has just an inch of over excitement there and tries to hit it earlier it gets cleared away and this doesn't happen and united are out fulham are in a, an fa cup semi-final but it's all those inches isn't it in football and you know it is a red ugh, it's 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 horrible. The penalty, isn't it? was. It's, the penalty was. It's definitely a red card, but it's. I think the Fulham fans now are trying to mention. I hadn't seen it until I looked at the replay. Well, Rashford uh, two hand pushes William towards. Uh, oh, does he? <laughs> pushing him that way. And then obviously the shot comes and hits his arm there. So the, there's that argument. I don't think it holds too much. But I just thought, what a, what a shame for a team that's doing so well this season unexpectedly to look so composed and then it all. All goes up in flames, and no one can even have a go at each other after because <laughs> the manager, the best player, and one of the most experienced players have all done it, and all the kids are stood yeah. there like, "All oh, right." <laughs> so it was. A shame. It, there was, it was a, a there was a bit in the in the second half. The the subbed off half of the team because it was four yeah. subs because there was a uh, eight <laughs> outfielders. Field, <laughs> <it? Yeah. laughs> Jeez. I think I think it's. I mean, I, I think obviously uh, it was touched upon a bit. Uh, I know on Sky Sports, you know. Um, Mitrovic's red card, it should be a red card. The trouble is, is that it's obvious 
that that should have been a red card because you don't do that. They talk about when Fernandez pushed the, the linesman a few weeks ago and you go, yeah, well, and to be honest, I think that football has an issue when it comes to the officiating, especially the way that the officials work. The grey area is that the officials are kind of picking and choosing their moments to be righteous and be grey in, in like the grey area. Like, because in my opinion, if Mitrovic, if Mitrovic gets a red card, which I think he definitely does, <laughs> Fernandez should have got a yellow card for touching the lines. Purely because if that's what they're setting their stall at, they need to start getting the officials the respect they deserve. And when like Howard Webb came out and he did that thing, um, I can't remember what the game was, but he maybe came out and he was talking about because obviously because of the Rashford, the Rashford uh, offside decision in the uh, Manchester derby. And he came out to talk about VAR and how this, that, you know, blah, blah. I was like, yeah, but you're not, they're not, they're not even clearing up the most simple things. And one of them is the fact that when will we decide that players can't do this to the referee? You know, they can use the angle of there's kids watching. They can use all these angles. There's fucking 25, if not, there's what, 30 cameras on the pitch. Yeah. Like literally there's 30 cameras on that pitch. And it's like, when do they not turn around and say, we need some consistency here because Mitrovic should be sent off. Is there an element that Mitrovic thought, well, hang on, he might be thinking about the Fernandez. He probably isn't. He's thinking about the Fernandez and mm. The referees don't help themselves. And if I you're think, that, you know, then I'm fucking I, I do think that... Um... I have seen a lot about this this week about uh, the comparison between the two incidents. Obviously, that was against Liverpool. Watched that game, and pretty much, so I've seen some nonsense that it's not a similar incident because there's more venom in Mitrovic's face when he does it, which is ridiculous in itself. They're both issues where the referee's pushed out of the way or pushed in in a fashion like that. Uh, but what I will say on this, and I, I find it weird defending them at times because they infuriate me often. If they get something wrong. I don't think I can find myself questioning why they then do it right the second time just because they didn't do it right the first time. I think sure. for the Fernandez issue, there was so many people came out saying, "When what is this doing for grassroots referees? It's doing nothing because it just shows you can put your hands on us and you'll be fine. You carry on playing. They got that one wrong. And this one, they're throwing the book at him, to be fair. It looks that way anyway. So yeah. I think for me personally, on this issue, and I'm not going to push myself to criticise them on a lack of consistency simply because I think they get made a big mistake in not punishing Fernandez, and now they're writing that wrong. And I imagine this will be the staple now for sure. touching referees. Yeah. I'd, I'd like to think so anyway, but I could be yeah, wrong. And then we can least, talk least, about that again. But At least they made up for the mistake, like I said. And to... To, to, to sort of cap off on off the FA Cup, talk about VAR. It was really weird seeing uh, Blackburn have VAR. I've never been involved in a game with that. So as soon as, as soon as it went like that, I was like, "What is going on here?" And he unfolded. I was like, "I was like, oh, I've never, I've never." And I was, I was speaking to someone. I was, I said to someone who was at the game, and he was like, "What on earth is going on?" I was like, "VAR," and he was like, "I didn't even know it was involved in this game." So <laughs> sure, so maybe irrelevant we are. I don't know. I'm not too oh, sure. Mate. But obviously. Um, something else happened this weekend, and uh, it's not football related, which is what we're trying to do in this podcast. Slowly make it not football related. Um, Leon Edwards, I'm guessing I've said it right. It's quite cl quite clearly an easy name to say. I don't know who he beat, but Cal, you watched the game, the game, the fight, <laughs> the, game. <laughs> the, yeah, the so, uh, game, Leon, Leon Osmond, Leon Osmond. <laughs> <laughs> 
Can't help us. Imagine Leon Osmond. Imagine like casuals now. <laughs> Leon Edwards from Birmingham. Uh, I believe he's from Solihull. Uh, he secured a victory uh, and he secured the belt at the UFC in the O2 Arena in London against Kamaru Usman, who is an absolute beast. And he'll go down as one of the greatest welterweights of all time. Um, they've had three fights now. Uh, he comfortably lost the first one, Leon Edwards. And then the second one, he was he was getting ragged about, to be fair, by Kamaru Usman. And then that famous headshot, headshot dead, super kicked him in the face, shin through the chin, out cold. So then the and rematch we, for the belt. Should we um, watch your reaction of it? I did watch yes. it live, yeah. <laughs> Lacked, lacked a little bit of passion there. Like. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know we'll what was funny? It was uh, it was in the middle of uh, a gig, obviously you could hear in, the, in our local pub. But what was weird is we were screaming at the top of our lungs because the music was so loud. We were screaming. Nobody was looking over. Everyone was just enjoying the gig. So it was perfect, really, because we sat right in the middle of this gig. On I think it was Paddy's weekend, and um, we had it just there. We got the BT. Sports, have we got it all set up on the with a, an empty glass behind, and we're just watching away. And then, yeah, nobody was bothered, so we just enjoyed it. It was, it was carried on, yeah. That's a, to be fair, that's a nice little situation you got there. Oh, got yeah, it's the best of both worlds. We'll find out later, yeah. If we didn't know, if you didn't already know the song <laughs> at the same time, as well, that's like perfectly. Um, oh, god, yeah, that's nicely done. So, obviously, now we'll go on to the random footballer of the week, and obviously, last week we had. Uh, who do we have? We had um, Limvoy Primus. 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 I'm going Primus, Primus I think. And the uh, go on, Cal. You're striking up there. Jan Venegor of Hesselink. The man himself. And we do have we do have something small to talk about last season, obviously. Uh, there's a little quiz before the quiz in the second half. Guess how many appearances that this team has had? Because oh. this obviously is the first season. Obviously, Shaka Hislop, Horidison, Colicini, Figueroa, Chimbonda, Duff. Rio Coca, Akotcha, Ali Adier, Zaki. Closest, closest to what? Uh, guessing the closest to a certain number or? Well, I've got the... Something stupid, do you know what I mean? I've got the, the average number of appearances and I've also got the entire appearances here, so... I mean, I mean, it'd be easy to think that you're looking at a thousand, but you're not combined. I mean, and it's not really, is it? Because some of them would have had over a hundred appearances. Maybe some of them... I don't think Jim Bonda had... Jim Bonda was there for... Four years? So what's he was that? at Wigan as well, wasn't he? Oh, shit, yeah, okay. Blackburn. 
Mm. Uh, I, I would say if I was to take mm. an average, average, um, the average uh, pardon me, appearances, I'd say the average is what um, ninety. Ninety, Cal. You looking at that? Yeah, I'm going to go about seventy-five. I think. So the average was 171. Oh, crap. I put 100 at the start of the match. 1,882 appearances in the team. Included, and the smallest appearances was Ami Izaki with 35. Chimbonda's had 149 appearances in the Premier League. Wow. Was so Shaka, there you go. Was Shaka Hislop the uh, highest? Up there. No, it was uh, Damien Duff with 360. Of course, of course, yeah. Uh, Cal, have you got your random footballer? I have, yes. Are you ready? I'm ready. Always ready. <laughs> Random Footballer of the Week. Stuart Downing. Jack Rodwell. Random Footballer of the Week. So we'll obviously put the Steed Malbronk left wing or right wing, I think. Yeah. I think that's the aim. Put Jack in the middle. Uh, let's, uh, so we got we got we've got one spot left in the team now. Um, do we leave it for Charlie? Oh, we could do a little left back, Charlie. Left back, Charlie. Am I am but I right to have a, am I allowed to have a week to think about it? Yeah, of course. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. That's the, the manager. Is... Yeah, <laughs> put you on the spot there, but obviously. Um, well, we haven't actually done the poll in weeks, to be fair. So, because well, he used to get four votes. In, I think, yeah. <laughs> yeah. For what it, for what it's worth, I think that Jack Rodwell and um, your man, I can't remember what you said his name. What Stuart Downing. Stuart Downing. Stuart Downing. I think they're of equal irrelevance yeah. and relevance. So, Ooh, I, I do think it was a weak week this week. To be fair, <laughs> I, don't really good, do. I think they're both. I think they're both equal. They're both yeah. equally, you know, in, in my brain. Yeah. <laughs> And obviously, I'll, I'll I'll link it back to Blackburn because they both play for Blackburn at some stage in their career. So um, we'll go on to the, uh, the next JSV. segment, which is JSV. And here we go. Does Southgate want his job back after the World Cup as a domino? are coming. Pizzas are coming. Um, my light just turned <laughs> off then. That's what I was doing. Like, did you see that? Um, um, obviously, last week we put in a certain chairman of the BBC. Um, there he is, sat there. I put oh, around him. Um, lovely. We've got four four in there at the minute. It's getting a bit crowded. Getting a bit mm. Guantanamo Bay-esque. Um, so, obviously, this week we talked about it for a little while, didn't we, Charlie? And we thought this might be the perfect opportunity for you to add him to the JSV, the John Shirley Vault. Um, would yeah. you like to include your nomination? Can we make a quick disclaimer, though? Because if, if, he, if he does lose his job in time for the next podcast, we might have to talk about it a little bit. We, no, can, no, we can say everything but his name. Yeah, we can censor it. <laughs> By the end, we'll have like eight eggs. <laughs> just yeah. shit in the world. I, I end up, I, I, it doesn't worry me, I end up calling him Pochettino twice. So it's a Oh yeah, you already started it. Yeah. <laughs> um, yes, uh, obviously to the listeners. Um, obviously, I'm a little bit, you know, I, I he deserves it after the rant. 
But if he turns this season around and gets us something, I might end up literally and figuratively with egg in and on my face because it's going to be in John Shirley's role. Antonio Conte for the meltdown. The, uh, you know, some would say justified, but really not. Antonio Conte is definitely a, a worthy entrance. And I think when I see Cristiano Ronaldo there... Oh, no! <laughs> One egg ready anyway. We'll leave that there. And to be honest with you, Antonio Conte does need time in the slammer right now. He needs a time off. And in the break, in the break, get yourself another egg, lad. Uh, <laughs> oh, I can't believe it. I can't believe it. <clears throat> well, while we do this, we'll just cut to the uh, the VT of the quiz. So let's go on with that now. <laughs> Oh, that's a day he's done it again, Harry Kane. Fucking dirty little. Now you see, I'm talking facts here. I don't do if buts and maybes. I do absolute twice in the fucking veins, mate. Fucking off at you. Send that to your fucking friends. Let me talk. Let me talk. And we are back for the quiz after that little Charlie hiccup there, adding <laughs> to his forfeit for next week. We'll do it next week, I think. It'll, uh, we've crammed a lot in this week, haven't we? So on to the quiz. Charlie, what do you have in store for us this week, my friend? Uh, well, yeah, as I say, obviously last week I'm a bit on the I'm on, I'm on the naughty list because uh, last week, you know, uh, bowing out due to alcohol-related illness. And then uh, I also knew, though, that we were going to be having a bit of a... Uh, Bit of a session talking about like content, a few other bits. Oh my god, <laughs> he's just gone in the vault, hasn't he? Yeah, free, he's got free. Um, they think oh. it's all over anyway. I'll carry on from that while you wince and uh, cry yourself into a drink. Uh, currently, the score right now is 162 to 153. Um, that's what happens it? when you go away. <laughs> I was gonna say, I think, I think the next two fucking people in that vault are you two. That could be sending into that's what happens. You know, last, last season we got one point in the first five games, but then this one, you know what. <laughs> Which went the other way. Uh, obviously, last week, it, I believe, the last 71 clubs to face against England. And we also did um, it was a the nicknames, nicknames, weren't it? Nicknames of the places. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, both getting 71 points each. And in real time, we couldn't add 144 to like 10. So yeah. uh, <laughs> we really struggled on that. But what have we got in store this week, Charlie? I'm sure uh, we've just got a we've just got a traditional quiz. I say we've done we've done quite a lot of talking. You know, we've spoken about different subjects. I won't say his name again. I'm not going to get add another name <laughs> to my uh, tally. So I've just got I, a straight five. I genuinely, each. I genuinely think if you didn't say anything, then I reckon you could have got away with that one. Then. I know, but I, I'm a man of my honour, you know. And you, <laughs> you guys probably would have, you probably would have watched the battle. Oh, in the edit, yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's edit, a good yeah. point. <laughs> so I think each. I think that uh, we've got five questions each. They're just general knowledge. I think for a bit of fun, I'm going to let have a nice, easy. I say easiest. I, I like my uh, specialist topics. 
But uh, we're going to go for a nice easy question each. Uh, five questions each. But I am going to bring back the... Uh, I, I remember a couple of weeks ago I mentioned that I want to try and have the rule where if you can get the answer straight away, it's worth, uh, I think as I say, three points. Uh, oh, no, was it five points? It might have been five points. No, three points. Yeah. Uh, three, two, one. Yes, yeah. three, three, two, one. It might be more. But yeah, if you get it without any help, it's three points. If you need... a. a Multiple choice. No, was it multiple choice? Yeah. Clue, then multiple choice. Yeah, clue, clue, two <laughs> points, and then multiple choice one. Ladies, you, ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, if you ever need a quiz master, don't come knocking. Honestly, I'm about as useful as a chocolate fucking cock. Honestly, this is awful. Right. Um, yeah. uh, right. So, <laughs> what? <laughs> I'm, I'm losing it tonight. I'm losing it tonight. Right, we have five questions each, maximum of 15 uh, points to one person, and uh, minimum. Right, you know, I'm just happy I'm on triple digits, to be fair. That's all I'm happy with. <laughs> yeah. You guys talk about me like, you know, underhand work. I, I leave you for one week, and all of a sudden you get that. <laughs> lose the plot. But you absolutely lose the plot. Mind you, I've lost the plot tonight, so yeah. Right, five general knowledge questions each. Three points if you get it straight away, two points if you need a clue, and one point if you get it with multiple choice. Uh, Dom, because I, I couldn't count on the numbers, can I have a reminder of what the scores are, please? So it's 153 to 162 to Cal. 162, um, 153, okay. Yeah, that's the one. Um, we may, <laughs> if you're for another couple of weeks, we may need a different sized font. That's yeah. all I'll say. <laughs> Just name a football team and you get 20 points. I think we'll get to that stage at some point. We'll get to that point. Um, yeah, it's right. fine. Pick so, just general better. knowledge, general knowledge um, flipping of an imaginary coin. Let's say Cal goes first. Cal goes first. Great little sound effect, that by the way. Oh, really? <laughs> <laughs> Sounded like a Twitter thing or something. You know? oh, great. Great. Uh, <laughs> um, yes. Some of these are easy, some of them aren't easy. I don't give a shit. Just get them right. Come on. Right, He's Cal. He's gone. I know, I know, I am going. I can't believe Just give us the 15 points now. And we'll I've, let, I've, let my, I've let myself down so much. Um, I'll go with Cal first. Cal, who was the last Manchester United player to win the Ballon d'Or or the equivalent of the Ballon d'Or before Cristiano Ronaldo? Oh, he said it again. Oh, shit, you missed part of the quiz. It's part of the quiz. It's part of the quiz. It's part of the, the question is the question is You're not getting away with that. <laughs> it said CR seven. The question is, I should have said CR seven. The question is, who was the f- last Man United player before CR seven to win the Ballon d'Or? We'll have to. We'll VAR that one. We'll VAR it. The Ballon d'Or, or the equivalent of the Ballon d'Or. Well, that means it's ages ago, doesn't it? Um, I'm. St- I'm going to take a clue. I'm going to go about this tactically, I think. Um, take a clue. Yes, it's a long time ago, if that's a clue. It's a long time ago. Right, so I'm stuck between two. <laughs> uh, I'm stuck between uh, Sir Bobby Charlton and George Best. I think I'm going to go with Sir Bobby Charlton. Final answer. Cal. You were stuck between Bobby Charlton and George Best, and the answer is George Best. I'm afraid. <sighs> oh, I would have said Bobby Charlton to be fair. Mm. Sorry, I, I didn't, think I he didn't has, he has won. won a, did he win a couple? No, I think he has. Won <clears> oh well. Oh well. Well, um, 
I didn't do feeding the ducks. Maybe that's why you didn't get it. Exactly. Maybe yeah. time. Dom, your first question for either three, two, one, or zero points. Which current Premier League team launched a bid to be officially the oldest club in the world? Still running, I should say. Still running. What? They bid it. They bid so no, no. What I'm saying is that there's a there's a, well. The question is. Which current Premier League team launched a bid to be recognised as the oldest uh, club in the world? In the Prem. Because they're I'm guessing. So... I'm guessing they're not being recognised as the oldest club, but they want to be recognised as the oldest club. So the founding members, I'm guessing. Well, Everton was in that. Villa might have been in that. I'm trying to think of the other ones: Stoke, Preston, Blackburn, Aquinton, Notts County. I'll have a clue. Why not? I think I've okay. got I've got it down to two. Right. Well, your clue is this: they are a London-based club. Oh, well. <laughs> right. <laughs> what? <laughs> not a founding member, then. That's fine. There goes. The... <laughs> what the I mean, I mean, this. I mean, when you say that, no, no, no. It... The founding member is different to how old a club is. To be fair. Yeah, as I say, they are the oldest registered club. Um, let's think. So London, there's Chelsea, Tottenham, West Ham, Spurs, Palace. Unless I'm missing someone. We'll go off one of them. And I will say Not Barnet. Um I will say Arsenal. See is it? While I'm gonna, well, I'm, you've, you've answered, so I'm gonna give you the answer anyway. But um, I looked this club up while you were doing the duck feeding noises because I'll be honest with you, I didn't really research why, and I saw where this club is, where one of the clubs uh, like starting dates. I was like, well, that's definitely not. It what it means is that the club was founded at amateur level. Arsenal, bearing in mind, I mean, ironically, as a Spurs fan, I can say this. Arsenal are not from North London originally. They're actually from uh, South London and they moved up there because they're shit houses. Um, but this club claims they want the oldest status because they started in 1854. Okay. Uh, it's, it's not Arsenal, so unfortunately you've lost the point. That's fine. But, I'm actually intrigued now. <laughs> but um, but, they, but they're, they're bidding. I'm looking at it now. They're, throw, they're launching a bid because they were the oldest club still going, which means they started in 1854 as an amateur club and that club is Crystal Palace. Oh wow! Do you know what so, was interesting then, Doc? I, I don't. I'm fairly certain because I, I raised my eyebrow. You named all the London clubs, bar Arsenal, and then you said, oh, "I'm going to go, go from one of these." And then you said, "Arsenal." <laughs> <laughs> I was like, "Who gets like this Woolwich, right now?" They call like Woolwich, yeah, but Arsenal. Obviously, as a Spurs fan, I, we know about like Arsenal famously moved from South London to North London, and um, but no, they're not. But it was Crystal Palace. I, I just Palace. Yeah, I like, I like it. Fascinating. Right, See, Cal. We get we get 144 points, and we're currently yeah. on zero each now. <laughs> well, this Compact. next one could be worth three points for you, Cal. Oh. Okay. Which guys. which former Premier League team was sponsored by Ty, the owners of Beanie Babies, from 2002 till 2005? That is Stop the Ducks, Portsmouth, Pompey. You are correct. That is Pompey Portsmouth. What a kit, by the way. That's like yeah, classic beautiful kit. Yeah. Premier League years kit, you know. Mm. Linvoy Primus. Primus. 
<laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'll say both just to appease because I don't have a clue. As though there's a, a big split in the country. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> honestly. Is it Primus or Primus? <laughs> we need to settle it, really. Well, the fact that Beth, Beth being from Northern Ireland, and I hate, and it grinds me, Beth says that high street shop is, she calls it Primark. Yeah. Okay. And obviously <laughs> the rest of the world and their dog calls it Primark. But uh, but Beth is under this crazy assumption that it's pronounced Primark. So maybe that leads into a bit of... Well, I mean, Logan Paul and KSI have Prime. <laughs> primmy, primmy drinks. Onwards we go. Dom, Dom, your relatively easy question. Or is it easy? I don't, actually, I don't think it is actually. Maybe not as easy. How many Champions League titles has Zlatan Ibrahimovic won? Titles, um, cups, sorry. How many Champions ooh, League? What? How many Champions League cups? Yeah. I'm going to guess. I'm going to guess. I don't think he's won. Zero. Zero. Mm, I think so. I'm trying to think. Unless he won it like. question that. He's taken part in 14 Champions League finals. Has he? Finals? I think. No, sorry. No, it's my bad. No, my bad. No. He's, he's taken. He's taken part in fourteen Champions League yeah. seasons. Sorry, I should have probably prepared how many finals he's been in, but he has won zero. So you are correct. Come on. Yeah, I'm trying to build a bit of suspense, but I he's, think he's won. Um, he's he's won basically everything else, hasn't he? He's been everywhere yeah. else as well. Yeah, I think he's left like three clubs the season before they won the Champions League as yeah. well. Exactly. Yeah. Cal, yes. In in uh, Champions League fashion, then, who is the only player to have won the Champions League with three different clubs? Oh, it's. Um, I think it's. I think I've got my answer. I think it's Clarence Seedorf. We can have a little bit of uh, adjudication of how you pronounce that surname. Clarence Seedorf. <laughs> Cal, you are correct. Yes, thank Cal, you. I would have got that wrong. I would have got that wrong. He won yeah, it with Real, Real Madrid, AC Milan, and Ajax. I didn't realize yeah. with Ajax. He went with Ajax. Uh, so, yeah, happy day. I would have guessed uh, Eto. 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 Okay. Eto. Oh, Eto. Milan and Inter Milan and Barca, didn't he? Who's the other? I'm thinking there's someone else. There's someone else who's won it a couple. Um, who won it in. Um, Xabi Alonso surely would have won it with. Liverpool and Real Madrid? No. Um, did he win? Did they win maybe. the Champions League while he was there? Maybe I think he might have won one at Bayern, but yeah, I was going to say I'm Bayern. Fucking hell, yeah. Maybe but obviously, not. if he's not the answer to this bloody question, he, he didn't. Uh, did he? No. Uh, Danny Sturridge as well. Oh yeah, Danny Sturridge yes, as well. Chelsea yeah. and Liverpool. Can we have points for these? <laughs> <laughs> no, no. <laughs> Right. Uh, so, next one. These are a couple of kind of bit humorous, obscure, like uh, guess the reason why kind of things. Well, not really, but well, they're just both funny stories. So, Cal. Uh, is it Cal or is it Dom? Dom. 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 Sorry, Dom. <laughs> fans, and to be fair, it's yeah, it's quite fun. To be fair, so fans of Dutch side ADO Den Haag stormed the club's training ground in February 2020 to confront their manager, a British former Premier League boss, over yeah. his poor tactics. 
Who was that manager? Yeah. Oh, okay. It was um <laughs> was it Alan Pardew? I think it was. You are correct. It's <laughs> Alan Pardew. Imagine that. He <laughs> just stormed the training He's ground. He's probably still contracts to Newcastle at that point as well, because he yeah. did get an eight-year deal at one he point. So. <laughs> madness. So, yes, we have... Is he a good-looking man? Wow. Mm. That dance, that silly dance he did. Yeah, yeah. So, is it six all after three each? I believe. You, well, um, well, you've got another... Oh, no, I took, I, we both took a clue on... The first one, didn't we? On the second one. But you got it wrong. Sorry, we got, got it wrong. Yeah, so it's six all, isn't it? <laughs> six all. I can't remember. Tell you've got another question, I think. Have you? I'm sure it's three questions each that we've had so far. You yeah. sure? No, I think you went first. So I think I've just given... I oh, went no. first. Dom went no, first. No, no, Cal so went first. I went first. I got it wrong. Then Dom got it wrong. Then I got yeah. it right. Then Dom got it right. Then I got it right. And Dom just got that right. So, yeah, ah. so it's on you now, Cal. Okay. <laughs> Right. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Fair enough. Uh, a, this a bit. A bit. Uh, is what you do, boy. <laughs> Drink this. <laughs> yeah. All. All this. All this. Oh shit! I should probably shouldn't show the. Uh, you know. Yeah. Um, well, I don't. You don't get paid for it, so it's not a sponsor, <laughs> yeah. is it? <laughs> like, uh, you know, we're trying to. Manifest, well, we're trying manifest. to get. We're trying to get uh, advertisement from a different beer right now. So, uh, yeah. if we could all, if you're going to drink one, drink a certain. One that we're not going to mention because we want to get a sponsorship one day. We only drink fill in the blank <laughs> and also <laughs> association. Yeah, just, yeah, there uh, you go. Just the uh, kid version of it. Anyway, carry on. Cal, here we go. <laughs> okay. Yes. In 1986, defender. Yeah, in 1986, defender Alvin Martin scored a hat trick in an eight-one victory over Newcastle. What was so peculiar about his achievement? Alvin Martin, didn't he play for Villa? That's great knowledge Spurs? from 1986. No, he's on talk, but <laughs> oh, right. he's, a, he's a commentator. <laughs> oh, okay. I should have just flagged that, shouldn't I? Is yeah. it the Spurs he played for? Uh, can I have a clue, please? Uh, the clue is, it's to do with... Um, I should probably thought about the clue before I actually did this. Um... <laughs> It's the two. It's to do with. I need to give you a clue, so it's fine. Um, it's to do with. It sounds to do with the squad of the other team. I'm gonna have to kill you. Eh? I need the multiple choice. <laughs> I don't know. I don't, I don't know. Hey. I need multiple choice. Fair enough. He was yeah, okay. Well. So he was the first official um, in the English leagues. It was the first official um, perfect hat trick in the sense that he scored left foot, right foot header, which obviously gives you a shit because it's not true at all, is it? Um, <laughs> so it's a choice of two. <laughs> no, yeah, it is. No, no, no. To be fair, it is. Um, I've made that one up. The th these next two are proper legit ones. One of the... <laughs> I thought you just gave the answer then. I was like, what? No, no, no. no, no. I realised what the clue was. I thought, well, that doesn't even right. make sense. No, no, no. No, no. no, no. It was um, the fact that all three of the goals came off of a deflection from a defender. 
or the fact that he scored against three different goalkeepers. Ooh. I think that the the latter has to be. I wouldn't be. I don't think you'd be remembered for three deflected goals. I've got to go with three goalkeepers. You are correct. It was three different goalkeepers. <laughs> so I've got one. <laughs> one point there, Cap. One point. Should get half a point, really. One of my multiple choices. <laughs> fucking awful. Just quickly abandoned. That wasn't your fault. That wasn't your fault, to be fair. Um, <laughs> Why, how could it have ever been Cal's fault? <laughs> That's what I mean. Just poor, poor, uh, yeah, poor, this poor has been one of the funniest quizzes we've done for a while, <laughs> ever, I think. I know, it's just so poor. Take it. Uh, no, no, no. Quiz, quiz masters on Peroni, that's what it is. Um, right. And, and eggs. And eggs, which I'll be doing next week. Okay, Dom. Who are the only team to have played in all six divisions of English football? So that's obviously Premier League, Divisions 1, 2, 3 and 4. They've even played in Division 3 North and Division 3 South. Okay. But they've played in all uh, six. They're the only team to have played in all six leagues. Hmm. Right, so they played in like National League North and South. North yes. and South. Well, no, no, they've so not wait, played in North and South. No, they've played. That's what you North. said, wasn't it? They can't have played in North and South, can they? They've played, they've, on... played in the, they've played in the North League and the South League. It depends on where you are in the country with that season. Where you're so in. I suppose that kind so, of is a bit of a clue. Yeah, it must be like a Midlands team. Do you know what I mean? Like, um, There's a free clue. A free well, clue, I, I would have yeah. I would have deduced that from that anyway. Um, yeah. So does that mean also, seven? It's, also, that it's mean... also part of the question, which is they played in the north and south as well as the Premier League. Man. Yeah, no, yeah. It's actually seven, yeah. So it's Premier League one, two, three, and four, and also the North and South League. Right, yeah. One, two, three, National League, and then North and South. Fucking hell. Um, I'll just throw out some names. Like, maybe Wimbledon, or maybe Oxford, Swindon, Oldham. I mean, am, uh, I allowing, am, I allowing, am I allowing you just to sort of say names? Uh, well, yeah, I'll go for a clue. I'll go for a clue. I mean, the free clue is they're based in the Midlands. <laughs> <laughs> right. Midlands team. Right. Yeah. Uh, think of a Midlands team that's been up and down a lot. Birmingham, no. Maybe. Maybe. Leicester. Telford, Shrewsbury could have been there up at one point. Midlands, Mansfield, Chester. I'm just naming teams at this point. Uh, I'll go for I'll go for because um, I'd rather than just get two points than zero. Um, Shrewsbury Town, because I'm guessing it wasn't the Prem that they were in. It was like Division One. I mean, do you want a bit of a handicap because I did say they played at the Premier League oh 
But it said Division One, so I just assumed. No, it no, was it like, like it was Premier League? They say Division One, which I think they imply is like the Championship. They played in every competitive league. Oh, in, yeah. So I'll let you oh. off for a little bit. I've let you off because the question. But I got the question off of the site, and it says they played every league, including the Premier League. Well, there's. Can't have been a team from that logo down to up to the prem. Oh, Bourm oh, no, I can't be Bournemouth. How can you be Bournemouth and Midlands? Midlands team. I'll go with um uh just Birmingham City FC, because I don't know. I'm actually more intrigued than anything to be honest with you. Uh the <clears throat> club who have played in every league. They say six, but now we counted it as seven. It is actually Coventry City. Oh, Coventry City. I didn't know that. <laughs> yeah. Fair enough. Yeah, Coventry. I know, yeah. When were Coventry down there? They, they, they guess they were really down there. That's pretty love, isn't it? <laughs> pretty love. It's pretty low. That is quite low. It's pretty low, it's pretty low. So I He's think it's one more each. Yes. And you're one, head by one. Head by one. No, uh, yes, you are yeah. in this current round. Um, Cal. Yes. With 170 caps to her name, which player has made the most appearances for the England national women's team? Oh, oh she got it recently, didn't she? Um, oh, God, what's her name? Ella White. You've gone straight in to get three points there. Gosh, you could have even risked it. Sure, she just got it. Oh, was it the goals? Oh, she might have done the she might have got the all-time goal score. You have locked in your answer, Cal. You went in bold, you wanted three points. You wanted to, you know, you wanted to put a bit of more of a dagger between you and Kelly Smith. You and Dom. And in terms of appearances, it's actually with 170 caps, it's Farrah Williams. Oh, she's played for Liverpool. Oh, God. <laughs> Brilliant. Yeah. Oh, she got, I think Ellen White got the goal scoring record this summer. Yeah, she I think did. that's she what did. it was. She did. Oh, that's poor. Nah, it's a, it's a good guess. I wouldn't have, I would have just said like Alex Scott. I wouldn't have, yeah, I, yeah, I would have, I would have gone with, I would have gone I with, have said, um, I don't think I'd have said Farrell Williams. Actually. Who's, who's the, uh, who's the pundit? Not Alex Scott, the other one who did a lot of the world. Karen, Karen. No, um, oh, Elogu, not Elogu, what's her name? Uh, uh I was thinking Kelly Smith as well. She was like the um, the the one who brought it forward, wasn't she? She was a brilliant player. And, um, but yeah, I wouldn't have said Farrah Williams. Yeah. But I wish I had. <laughs> Dom. Yes, hello. Which outfield player is the only player to have appeared in a Champions League final in three different decades? Have you got this? Uh, I think so. Right. So I'm assuming. Does <sighs> anybody? Did anybody play in like 2009 and then 2020? Because it'd be. I'm guessing it'd be noughties, tens, twenties. So that makes me think it's a Real Madrid player. Um, is 
it's frustrating that I talk these through because I'm guessing the clue will be like, he played for Real Madrid. Uh, <laughs> um, if you want a clue, I can give you a clue. Uh, yeah, I'll have a clue. The decades are the 90s, the noughties, and the 10s. <laughs> okay, thank God. Yeah. <laughs> 10s, it must be like... Noughties, 10s. Um, Judging by Cal's very uh, uh, confident head nods, I think he may it. have the answer. I've got it. I'm assuming he does, yeah. Uh, which is frustrating in itself. Um, <laughs> it's frustrating for me. I wish I got asked it. <laughs> really? Yeah. Uh, it was in the tens, like the late tens. It was old. And I think it was in the late tens. Kind of in that Chelsea team. Bayern, maybe. Madrid. Who's old for Madrid? Um, I'm assuming it's a Real Madrid player. I'll go for a choice of three. Fuck's sake. <laughs> sure. Is it obvious? Is it obvious? No, it's not obvious, but I think you're fucking it. <laughs> Yeah. I think you can all level oh. it up now. I think the choice of three will help you massively. Well, because you've make not sure. you've not even got close to oh. it. And as soon oh. as you hear, oh, it, it, it... Mm, no. Have we mentioned him before? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Maybe. Um, um, I should probably have prepared my choice of three. Okay. Instead of drinking Peroni, so. Uh... Right, right. Uh, instead, then ahead. I'll. Uh... No, no, to be fair, it's fine. I can, I can, um, I can give you three. It must have been, it must have been huge fucking old in 2010. Um... I've got, wait, so I've got a guess of three. Instead of giving, but... instead, instead of giving you a, a guess of three, I'll give you another clue and, um. Okay, that's fine. <laughs> it's an English club. Wait, wait, wait. Can I, oh. um, I think, I think, I think we might have got Oh, a bit no, no, here. no, I got it. I'm fine. It, it, it's going to be either one of gigs or skulls. So, did you I'm say it's with... an English club? Yeah. So, I'm guessing that Ryan Giggs played in 99, 2007, and 2011. So, I will say Ryan Giggs. It is Ryan, Ryan Giggs. Right. Okay. <laughs> oh, what was the question? Nineties, who, who is played and... in uh, played in the Champions League final in three different decades? The only outfield player. Well, Paolo Maldini's done it. Has he? Yeah. <laughs> so I, I would have blocked. Bla- blame, the, blame the as I say, blame the fucking telegraph. <laughs> I think it was the, the Daily Telegraph, whoever I got the quiz from. So what? But, oh, so so was Ryan it, Giggs? It, it claims two thousand and eight. That... 2010 and 2009. So wait, when, when would Maldini... Won, Maldini won in uh, 89, oh. 90... Oh, no, there was a... He's played maybe he was, one in 89, was... 93, 2003, but then he also played in 2005 and 8. Well, was it the... Um, it wasn't the Champions League till... The Champions League, was it? were they the final, Cal? Yeah, that's what it says here. Oh, fair Ryan Giggs is... It might be. I, well, if Ryan Giggs has got it right, then... If Ryan Giggs is right, then... 
Well, I, as right. I, said, I, got, I, got, I got I got the question. I got it right. Yeah. <laughs> so got the answer that I wanted, so I'll give you. I'm two sure that Maldini that. had done the same, though. That was all. Maybe maybe it was named like European Cup at the time in eighteen. Maybe to be fair, yeah, maybe that's what it is because on the on the site that I use, I think it was like a Daily Telegraph quiz generator. It said that it, they were the only outfield player to have played in the Champions League final in three decades. So maybe the semantics is what it was called the Champions League, but. Uh, yeah. I'll take that because Maldini would be a great shout. I've just looked this up. 647 fucking appearances for AC Milan. The guy is an absolute demon. Lovely Monster. man. Monster. He's great as well. He scored been... after 50 seconds in 2005. What a player. Yeah. <laughs> that was a loud one. That was a really awesome. like haunting sound. <laughs> Just well, I'm going to say, boys, to wrap up this quiz, this is going to be a week to forget for me. I've been a bit tipsy. <laughs> I've said three times I've said of John Shirley's vault entrance. Oh, I thought you were going to do something else then. <laughs> I wouldn't say, I wouldn't say. And then, not only that, my club's manager's got up the shitter as well. So this is going to be fun. Who's that? Pochettino, <laughs> Pochettino. <laughs> so that will be four eggs for Charlie next week. One four. for One for his... Um, is agreed forfeit for missing out mm-hmm. and three JSV failures in one a hat trick in it's one bad, pod. It's bad, it's bad, isn't it? Do you know, bad is a word, but absolutely amazing as well. <laughs> well, uh, can I just also wrap up by saying that the scores at the doors are after Cal gained six uh, seven points in that quiz and Dom gained eight points. That the scores are now Cal with 169 to Dom's 161. So he's starting to close down a little wow. bit. Wow. It's down to eight points. Eight points. Mm. It's not bad. <laughs> it's it's uh... not bad at all. And I think that will wrap up the quiz and the podcast very much. Uh, so, so thank you, Charlie, for being uh, a feature in all, all <laughs> just here. And uh, we'll look forward to the eggs next week. That'll be great uh, we, we, we will be grateful for that so um cheers for that and cheers for coming on and cal any last thoughts i'm just thinking about he'll do the four and then he'll still be able to have like a two egg omelet afterwards as a little snack oh, yeah. in his little box right. it's brilliant yeah so well done all uh a great pod enjoyed it thoroughly yeah i think we got everything that we wanted to off our chest and uh onwards to the second half yeah the big so second they, they... half this this first half of the, the pod this season has flown by, and mm. uh, yeah, we will all see you. We will see you all <laughs> next uh, week, next Thursday. Uh, thank you for all joining. If you haven't already, can you go subscribe, comment below. Uh, any questions, any thoughts on on Conte? Any thoughts on anything that we spoke about in this podcast as well as the quiz? Because it was <laughs> one of my favourite. <laughs> and we will see you all very very soon. So see you later, guys. Cheers. See you later.